0: Welcome to Twin Peaks Radio, the show where we remember, in the words of Major Garland Briggs, a real mystery can't be solved, not completely. It's always just out of reach, like a light around the corner. You might catch a glimpse of what it reveals, feel its warmth, but you can't know the heart of it, not really. That's what gives it value, it can't be cracked, it's bigger than you and me, bigger than everything we know. I'm Professor Robert E. G. Black, and today we finally get into, I was going to say the meat of the pilot episode, but we're not getting to the meat yet. The pace this is going to go, I don't know yet. I know that this first one, I'm not even getting to dialogue or anything, because I want to talk about what we see first, because after the opening titles in the pilot episode, we have just seen water with trees and all that. We already know this is Twin Peaks. We've already seen those saw blades. Even Snoqualmie Falls appears like two waterfalls coming together. So we're already getting this twos all over the place. And then we go from the reflection in the water, which reflections, another part of that same motif. Two minutes, 34 seconds. Credits are over. And we see two ducks in the water. I'm not sure this exact spot. It doesn't seem like it's the same pond we're about to see in the next shot, but it is important that we see two ducks. Whatever the relationship between the two ducks is, we're seeing two. This is what they pointed their camera at. This is what they used the shot of. It's gonna be a recurring thing, obviously, with doppelgangers, twins, cousins, who are virtually identical as well, but we're getting a start of it right here. Is that there's something else going on. Also, water surfaces, things beneath the surface, uh, notably regarding ducks, David Lynch has a unique thing that he refers to as the eye of the duck scene of a movie or show, whatever. I'll let him describe it. This is from Eyes on Cinema's YouTube channel. I don't know when this interview was offhand.
1: You know, nature can teach us a lot of things. And there's something about, in, in painting, you're, you're working within a certain shape canvas, and there's many things that you, you know, you do, one does intuitively to move the eye, you know. Uh, there's repetition of shape, repetition of color. But when you start looking at a duck, you see your eye is moving in a certain way. And you see textures and colors and shapes. And you start wondering about a duck. How, what it can teach us about, you know, any kind of abstract, you know, painting or proportions or even sequences, scenes, and it always is interesting that the eye is in the perfect place. If you move it to the body, it would get lost. If you move it to the leg or the beak, it's two kind of fast areas competing, even though the eye is the fastest, it's the little jewel. Fast meaning what? Well, there's slow and fast. Um, An empty room is a certain speed, and a, a person standing there is another speed. And that proportion is, is, you know, can be beautiful if the room is a two and the person is a seven. I think a person is around a seven. Fire and electricity can go up to a nine, for instance. Or a really intricately designed, you know, decorative room is, is pretty disturbing. Sometimes it's, it's too fast. But then if you put something slow in it, it could work beautifully. I'm in a busy room and a person, they fight each other relationship thing I think fast and slow areas I believe every film has uh, a, a, the eye of the duck scene but um, it can fool you you know which which one it is it could be the scene we were talking about I, I don't know what's the eye of the duck scene in blue velvet I used to know um,
0: a clown they call the sandman. tiptoes to my room every night just to sprinkle stardust and to whisper go to
1: sleep. Everything is all right. I close my eyes. Then I dribble. Paper joy Let's get on with it.
0: Bye, Ben. Anyone uh, want to go on a joyride with us? How about you? Huh? Hey. No smile for Frank?
1: No? Okay, fuck it. Let's go! You want to go with Raymond? Come on.
0: I'll see you.
1: Is it the In Dreams song? It's the Eye of the Duck. That's the Eye of the Duck. Yes,
0: yes. So we'll maybe talk about when the Eye of the Duck is later or what was that term I learned in Groundhog Day Project? The Poet... I forgot the line. Maybe we'll talk about it next time because I can't remember the word and I'm going to have to find it. We cut from that water to... I guess it might be the same location. This location looks very different now. I was just there. As of this recording, it was now a week and a half ago. But I got some pictures. And it's interesting looking at this location having been there now. Because this pond is not connected to the larger water. Well, it is back behind where the camera is. But the walkway we see Pete walking on is to the left. And it's this little, what do you call those? Like a breakwater kind of thing. I don't know exactly what it is in this situation. But it's this walkway that goes out and then there's a dock that comes off the end of it, and this little pond leaks out at the other side of that dock. And to the right, maybe not at the time they shot this, I don't know, are other houses, several of them. Kiana Lodge is not isolated away from everything else. That does feel isolated when you were there, because there's trees everywhere. Now we're getting more than two ducks, but I don't think that matters. The ducks are separating, and it's taken us to a location then it takes us inside and what's the first thing we see? Dogs. Two dogs. A lamp. I tried finding this specific sculpture. Apparently it was a common art deco thing in the 20s and 30s to sculpt dogs, in particular dogs like this, which are, depending on the description, borzoi, Russian wolfhounds, greyhounds are similar in sculpture form. A whole bunch of different versions. Given the tail, I don't think this is a greyhound. But you can find online on Worth Point an amazing black borzoi. I think this is very, uh, quite specifically, this lamp. Yeah. With very little information. Uh, amazing black borzoi Russian wolfhound table lamp. I don't have a membership, so I don't know what it's selling for or sold for. This seems to be that exact lamp without a shade. The shape of the heads is similar. But then you find similar sculptures. I thought maybe this is a copy of an actual sculpture, so I kept looking. Found just actually this one is also a lamp, but different because it's not black. Uh mid-century vintage Russian wolfhound a porcelain figure old table lamp. They don't have any information about the item either. But theirs is a green jade color. And then I found a white one on picclick. Vintage Art Deco, Greyhound, Borzoy, Russian Wolfhound, Dog, Ceramic TV, Table Lamp. No more useful information on this one as to where it's from or what specific sculpture is. They have a link to a dark green one as well of the same sculpture. That is just a sculpture, not a lamp. That they say that one is from the 1950s, but I don't know if that's accurate. And so then I went looking for who may have sculpted some original version. Thinking this was a copy of a full-size sculpture, but it's probably not. Apparently, there was a lot of sculptures of dogs, single dogs, pairs of dogs like this. And when you're doing a pair, it was common to have one standing one laying down, which is sort of the pose. I did find one artist that did a bunch of them, including some that are very similar to this, but are more realistically detailed. This lamp is very stylized, very smooth but uh, the name of the artist is Suzanne Bizard, B-I-Z-A-R-D. French artist. Couldn't find actually much biographical information for her other than, this is from a French page, translated, born 1st August 1873 in saint armand Montrond in France, uh, and then died January 21st, 1963 in Paris. She was a member of the Société des Artistes Francais, got an honorable mention at the Salon des Artistes Francais in 1900. A plaster statue of hers called Ideal I don't know how you pronounce it, was purchased by the French state. She was exhibited in the Salon Léonard et L'Argent in 1903, and so she specialized in bust portraits, statuettes of children, groups, and decorative bronze objects. Basically, all I've found is decorative bronze objects, lots of dog statues, lots of statues of women and children. Looks like most of the sculpting was done in the early 1900s into the 20s, and these statues can come from the 30s. But more importantly, it matters in the context of the show that the first thing we're seeing are pairs, reflections. I'll deal with the next shot, though I have more to say about Josie next time, but I'll start to get there because... This location, first of all, is at the Keanu Lodge. This is in almost the exact same spot where, later in the episode, Audrey will stand and sigh and get the attention of the Norwegians. This same little alcove here is posing as part of a bedroom. All you need is a lamp and a mirror and a close-up, and it's a bedroom. And we get Josie reflection and her doing her makeup, so. Again, it goes to posing as things. We'll deal more with Josie next time and her role in the larger story, why we start with her. But it's important that why we start with reflection. And so I'm putting on makeup. It's the morning. It's the start of everyone's day. And also it's when people are choosing who they're going to be that day. And in this town of Twin Peaks, we'll find out some people are lying to themselves or lying to others about who they are. And so already, not even counting the opening titles, we've already got this impression of doubles and reflections and we haven't even gotten to action. Remember, in the words of Major Garland Briggs, Mystery is the most essential ingredient of life. Mystery creates wonder, which leads to curiosity, which in turn provides a ground for our desire to understand who and what we truly are. This has been a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find links to more at lemmingdrops.com. Follow the show on Twitter at Peaks Radio, on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Twin Peaks Radio or join the Facebook group, Lemming Drops Studio Tour. Also, you can support all my shows at patreon.com slash lemmingdrops and get every episode of this show. The owls may not be what they seem, but they still serve an imperative function. They remind us to look into the darkness.